Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Porn and Capitalism. Finally, a solo episode. I know, I know. I've had guests the last two weeks, live porn stars in the studio. I've been told I don't talk about porn enough on the podcast, and I hope those last two podcasts made up for it, okay? It's porn and capitalism. Maybe I'm a little heavy on the capitalism. I'm sorry. I'm a capitalist. But it was interesting actually talking to a couple porn stars, people who've worked in the industry. Um, I talked to Monica, who is a stripper, OnlyFans model, and uh, has done some, you know, porn, as you might say. And, uh, you know, that was that was interesting. And then on the other hand, we talked to a, a young man who wished to stay anonymous, so we'll just call him John Doe. But he gave us the male side of being a porn star. And... You can go back and listen to that one. I tried to do some audio work to make it sound a little more, you know, anonymous, but sometimes you can only do so much. But we talked and, uh, you know, he has a lot of experience in Bukaki scenes, you know, group gangbang type scenes. And, uh, you know, that was just interesting because I've never, ever been in something like that personally. I've watched tons of that personally. But to get the firsthand account, you know, for me, I found that uh, I just found it real interesting to hear Mr. John Doe talk about that. Um, And then obviously, you know, from the female side, when you run an OnlyFans, I feel like it would be it would just be weird to to have people send you requests sexually. Maybe it wouldn't. But, you know, I'm I'm listening to her talk. I'm like, what are some of the weirdest requests you've ever gotten? And they're like, I'll put your foot in your pussy. Take a bath and then piss in it and then bathe again. And I'm like, Gee, people are people are into all kinds of weird stuff. I think that's mostly what I've learned uh, from those two interviews personally. Um, because when I was talking uh, to the male porn star, he talked about when your dick touches another dude's dick in a bukkake scene. I'm like, what the fuck does that feel like? And he's like, well, it's not gay. I'm like, okay. What, what does it feel like, though? And he's like, you're so focused on doing the job. I'm like, dude, I didn't even think about it as a job, bro. This is a job for a lot of people. Pornography is a job. This is what they do, all right? They go to work. It's just interesting, man. Interesting to hear that. Interesting to talk, chop it up with some fucking porn people. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully you enjoyed that. If you didn't, I don't give a fuck. This isn't about you, okay? It's about me and what I want to fucking talk about, all right? Uh, and you know, it, I'm, I'm glad to be back doing it solo. I'll have, you know, guests down the line and all that fancy stuff. Um, actually those weren't even the first guests. The first guest I believe on the podcast ever was Genevieve, my girlfriend. There you go. On a porn podcast who, by the way, is going to be, uh, producing and hosting her very own show at Creek in the Cave in Austin. If you want to come out and see that Sunday, April 11th, Darius Bennett, of the comedy store will be headlining that show. I'm helping co-produce it as well. I'm not trying to give myself credit, but shout out to Genevieve. She's killing it down there. Uh, and we're moving down to Austin. We're going down there next week. Actually, we'll be, we'll be heading down there. Um, but before we do that, another quick shameless plug, got my shirt on too. gushers, baby come to gushers. If you're in Ardmore, Oklahoma or anywhere in Oklahoma or in Dallas, fuck it. If you want to take the trip out, get a room at the Windstar casino. Uh, Tuesday, March 30th at uh, Gushers Lounge in Ardmore, Oklahoma. It's myself, Genevieve, uh, the legendary Philip Garcia, and Justin Asimacher, as always. The reason I say the legendary 
uh, the legendary Philip Garcia, because he went down and killed Tony with us on Monday, and he absolutely destroyed, all right? He got up, and he murdered, got called back, just did a show, I guess, last night, secret show, got called back for that, got called back for Tony Hinchcliffe and friends, and I think he's going to be on another Kill Tony coming up. So he absolutely won the lottery. He murdered it, and he was down doing that show yesterday uh, in Austin, but he'll be there with us at the Gushers Lounge, legendary Gushers Lounge in Ardmore, Oklahoma. Should be a fun show. I'm excited. I'm excited. I even uh, I've been to Oklahoma a lot recently, but I have not been to Gushers since I believe November. So I'm excited to get back there. Fun place, very fun place. And uh, while we're on the topic of fun, you know, while we're on 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 the subject of having a good time, you can't tell me you didn't have a good time watching Joe Biden fall. Because if you didn't have a good time watching Joe Biden fall down the stairs, I don't think you have a good sense of humor. Because the funniest shit that can happen is somebody falling on ice, a fat person, whatever. If you fall, it's hilarious. And it's not even just that he fell walking up the stairs. It's that he fell three times. And you're just like, dude, fucking whoa. Get it together. I get it. You're the president. You want to rush up the stairs. But it's, it's just funny, okay? You know, people talk about, oh, he has dementia. So what? Who cares? Who gives a shit, honestly? You think he's running? You think he's running? It's the deep state. If you're one of these people who thought the deep state was running shit when Trump was in office, uh, they're still running it with Biden. Like, he's not, he's not doing anything. Who cares? He has dementia. So what? Give him the keys. Let him drive his Corvette around. Who cares? Seriously. Everybody who's bitching about the president having dementia... Get over it. He has dementia, okay? You know what he's doing about it? Forgetting about it. You should too, okay? Forget about it. Forget about it, okay? But everybody just wants to talk about it. But the falling down the stairs was actually fun. So I just want people to know where I stand on the fall, all right? I thought it was hilarious. If you didn't, you're a bitch. It's just, it's just, uh, it's one of those times... I feel like in, in in American history where we just don't care anymore. You know, it was so stressful. Whether you like Trump or not, it was just stressful every day. We're getting over the pandemic. Everyone's getting the vaccine. We're fucking done. We made it. Can we just go back to watching Star Wars? Because that's all I've been doing. All right? Just watching Star Wars. Old ones, new ones, doesn't matter. They're all on Disney+. Plus. Let's just all go back to watching Disney Plus, because I think that's really what we need to be doing. That's what we need to be doing, right? I think we all know that. Just chilling. Being Americans. Turning your guns in for cash. You know, that kind of fun stuff. Let's just get back to it. Seriously, I think that's what we need to do. I think everybody's sick and tired. They don't want to talk about Biden. They don't even want to talk about Kamala Harris. Nobody cares. Put a black lady in charge. Nobody cares. Who cares? What is she going to do, wear Tim's? For the, for the fucking State of the Union? Who cares? Great. Where are Tim's for the State of the Union? I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Like, nobody cares at this point. Nobody fucking gives a shit. They're like, yeah, he fell down the stairs. Did he die? No. Then just fucking move on. Just move the fuck on, all right? I want to watch basketball. Everybody just wants to watch basketball. That's all it is. It was a year ago that coronavirus, China virus, it was a year ago that China virus stole the NCAA tournament from sports fans, from Americans, really. March Madness is a time when the whole country gets together and stops working. The whole country stops working. 
Okay. Kind of like COVID, but better because there was basketball and there was a bracket, you know? So for an entire month, basically three weeks, essentially the entire country just takes it off, stops giving a shit and just watches basketball. That's all we want to do. That's all I've been doing. I've been watching basketball and I've been watching Star Wars. I have been doing comedy. I have not been giving a fuck about politics, dude. Georgia passed some, well, you got to, there's voter disenfranchisement or it's no voter verification. Who gets, stop voting. Everybody, just stop. If nobody votes, nobody gets elected. No more government. That's how you do it. Just stop voting, dude. Like if nobody voted ever, I mean, that would be amazing. Would it not be amazing if no one ever voted again? I think that would be cool. I don't know. We can just sit at home and we can order food. I just got some barbecue. Are you kidding? America's back. I went into a fucking barbecue place in Texas without a mask and got barbecue. I spent $50 on barbecue. That's America, baby. It was good, too. Rudy's Barbecue. Shout out, by the way. It's it's just, I I think a lot of people find it hard to give a fuck nowadays. And I don't know when that's going to come back. Why should it? Was it better when we cared? Like, we just had four years of really caring. A lot of people thought they cared. QAnon people thought they cared. Fucking anti-Trump people thought they cared. Like, a lot more people than normal thought they gave a shit. And now, we're just like, dude, just shoot some fucking juice in my goddamn arm, okay? Give me my Krispy Kreme, and let me watch basketball. Please, that's all I want to do. Give me my Krispy Kreme, let me watch basketball. And, you know, I think it's good. I think it's finally time that we settle into the idiocracy lifestyle that we really all want to live. We all want to just, we all just want to sit on the couch, get fat, eating Krispy Kreme and brisket, and watching sports. Some of you might be like, that doesn't sound very fulfilling. No, but it is very filling. And to me, that's half the battle of fulfillment is being full, okay? Full of shit, full of brisket, who cares? I don't give a shit. That being said, I'm moving to Austin to help search, help my search for fulfillment, you know, moving to Austin, Texas, you know, for fulfillment to try and, uh, you know, take it to the next level. And Genevieve has been killing it down there. Everyone loves her. I love her, but I loved her first. Everyone else loves her now too, which is great. I'm really happy. Uh, She's getting booked. Like I said, she's got a show April 3rd as well. I'm just plugging my girlfriend's dates at this point. Um, (laughs) But April 11th, okay. Come on down to Creek in the Cave. It's going to be a fun show. It's going to be a fun show. Austin is, uh, it's an interesting place. Every time I go down there, you know, it it looks like LA minus about 3 million people. I don't know. I don't know what the population in Austin is. I guess we could find that out. Population. What are we rocking at in Austin? Austin. It, it just give me how how fucking hard is it to just give me the fucking information? Five hundred twelve is that what it says? Austin, Texas has five hundred and twelve thousand people. Okay, here it's saying closer to a million. State capital city seven hundred. Okay, this is estimating about a million. The metro area has two million. Okay, Austin metro has two million. Now let's look up Los Angeles. Los Angeles. The city of angels 
has in the city alone, city alone, 3 million people. In the metro, 13 million people. So yeah, minus about 10 million people out of LA and you have Austin. It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice not having that many people around. I don't know. All these people are like, I want to grow up and go to the big city. I want to go to New York. I want to go to Chicago. I want to go to LA. Why? I've been to cities. I understand cities. Why do you want to live there? That's where the action is. Okay. And then when it's not during COVID, why do you want to live there? Because it's the city. Oh, my God. Fuck that. What are you going to pay $1,500 for a fucking studio closet? Why? Why do that? Why? Take that money, get yourself a nice place in Austin, and fucking go from there, or Dallas, or Denver, or whatever. Just this obsession with these fucking overpopulated cities, man. I don't understand it. I really don't. That's why, like I said, I'm excited to go to Austin, but I'm really just excited that people are are wising up to, you know, what New York and L.A. and in London and, you know, those type cities, these, you know, historically posh and proper and dope cities that are now just kind of like overrun and overpriced and just, they're just for people who do cocaine. If you do cocaine, I mean, you can do it in Austin. There's tons of people doing it in Austin. Go to New York though. Just do cocaine in New York. Go to LA, be a fucking loser, be homeless. All right. Get kicked out of Echo Park, by the way, hilarious. And I'm not against homeless people. I'm just against them living in a park. Because guess what? When I was semi-homeless living in my car, I couldn't just park in a park. No, I had a car, too. I'm just like, dude, I just want to sleep in the car right here. Not bothering anyone. No one cares. And they're like, nah, you can't do that. You can't You can't just park here all night. But these fucking homeless people, we're not going to kick them out. It's going to keep them here. And Austin has that problem. Big time. Fucking homeless people everywhere. Fucking everywhere. And they do shit that LA all homeless people didn't do quite as much. They walk up to you and be like, can you spare like $3? And you're like, no. Can you spare like any money? No. Do you have any water? No. I don't have supplies for you. Why do I have to have your supplies? It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Homeless people got a fucking attitude in Austin, all right? I don't like it. I don't like it. Back the fuck off. You can beat the fuck out of a homeless person. I'm pretty sure. I don't know what the law is, but like you can't assault a homeless person, right? Is that a thing? Can you assault a homeless person? You assault a homeless person. Like what, what is that? That's a psycho thing to search by the way, but what (laughs) right? People also ask, what rights does a homeless person have? The right to use public spaces without fear of discrimination or harassment by law enforcement. Really? Right to vote. Nah, right to feel safe. You're fucking homeless. Right to privacy of property in public space. You're homeless. What do you own? The right to non-obstructively seek shelter, social services, legal aid, and education. But I can't fucking... There's a homeless bill of rights. Did you know that? The homeless bill of rights. Also, homeless persons bill of rights and acts of living bill. First, a legislation protecting the civil and human rights of homeless people. Isn't that... Ain't that nice? Isn't that nice? They have equal rights to medical care, free speech. We give these fucking people free speech. I'm a free speech advocate, but not for homeless people. We get rid of a lot of people at the open mic too. Homeless people, you can't say whatever you want. All you can say is, please help find me a job. That's all. That's all you get to say if you're homeless. They have free movement, voting, opportunities for employment. 
yeah, they have that, but they don't fucking use it because they're homeless and privacy. Again, I, who, <laughs> this is hilarious. Uh, it's become law in Rhode Island, Connecticut, and Illinois, and is under consideration in uh, California, obviously, Delaware, Minnesota, Missouri, Oregon, Tennessee, and Vermont. Hmm. Criminalization of homelessness. This is what I'm talking about. How do we do this? The criminalization of homelessness can be defined as the passage of laws and ordinances that prohibit sitting, sleeping, panhandling, sharing food, or religious practices in public spaces. See, I'm all about that. That sounds nice. That sounds like a nice place to live. All right? You can't just sit around panhandling and sharing food. Saying a picnic. The fuck? Ay, ay, ay. Kidding. Homeless people are great. They're the best. You got to love homeless people, right? Otherwise, you're racist. I only hate white homeless people. That's where I'm at. Only hate the white ones. Black black homeless people, I suck their dicks. That's what I do. Even if they're a woman, I still suck her dick. It's just what I do. That's how I'm trying to help, okay? I don't know what you're doing to solve the homeless problem, but I'm giving them head. So think about it. Might be something to do. I feel like giving a homeless person head, it, 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 it just sounds like sucking your own exhaust pipe, you know? It's just dirty. You don't know why you're doing it. It's confusing, you know? Speaking of exhaust pipes, I took my car to, uh, to Christian Brothers Automotive down the street today. Just wanted an oil change. And uh, I drop it off. They have a courtesy shuttle. Very nice. They have a courtesy shuttle that brings me back to my house. I sit there, you know, wait a couple hours, get a text message and an email from them saying, hey, here's, we looked at your car. Here's, you know, here's our whatever estimate report, you know. One of the things they said is they can't change my oil. They said, we can't change your oil. I was like, really? And they're like, nope. And I'm like, well, why the fuck not? And they were like, well, what did they say? Let's look at it exactly. The oil pan drain plug is stripped. Okay. They said the oil change cannot be performed without replacement of the oil pan. So you got to replace the oil pan. Really? Never had that come up before. And I had a, I had a different mechanic look at this report they sent me, and he's like, yeah, this is bullshit. They couldn't change the oil because the plug is stripped. I'm like, well, if it's stripped, you can't get it out? Because like, we got to drain the oil. I'm like, well, if it's stripped, you should be able to pull it out, right? Just tape it shut. What are we doing? Change my oil. Long story short, they didn't change my oil. Did not change it at all. Didn't charge me, though, either. Very Christian of them. Did not charge me. I just picked my car up and fucking left. I'm like, you know what? Don't worry about it. You sent me everything is wrong with my car. When a mechanic tells you that everything is wrong with your car, they're full of shit. Okay, especially when you're just going for an oil change. And they're like, did you know actually everything is wrong with your car? Did you know that? I'm like, really? Everything's wrong. Everything? Everything. Holy, come on, guys. Let's calm the fuck down, okay? Everything can't be wrong with my car because I drove it here and it made it. But that's the thing, man. When you're out of town, when you're when you're uh, in unfamiliar territory, when you're out of town, you know, you don't know where the fuck to go. You don't have a friendly hometown mechanic. But luckily, shout out J.P. Hinsdale. 
Big old motherfucking JP Hinsdale. I appreciate you, bro. He hooked me up with a, a mechanic that he recommends, so I'm going to go see him. Hopefully get my shit good. Hopefully. I, he sounded good on the phone. I talked to him on the phone. I sent him the the readout that these Christian guys sent me, you know, and they were like, he was looking at it like, yeah, I think they're trying to upsell you, bro. I think. I'm like, you think? He's like, I think. I'm like, I think too. That's why I called you. So hopefully I get my shit fixed. We'll see. Christian Brothers, though, not a fan. Now, if it were the Muslim Brotherhood Automotive Shop, I would have gone there and spent every penny because I can't say no to a person of color. I can't do it. Can't do it. Got to give them the money. Got to be like, here you go. This is for 9-11 or, you know, what we did for 9-11 because we kind of overcompensated. We're Americans. That's what we do. We overcompensate. We're fucking Americans, okay? It's what we do, bro. We overcompensate. And I'm in Texas. This is the home of overcompensation. Everything's got to be bigger in Texas. I cut a guy off the other day, and he was fucking losing his shit at me. He was like, come on. I was like, dude, I was fucking at the light before. I was at the stop sign before you, sir. 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 Texans, though, they're uh, the, the only thing they don't do, they're asshole drivers. People in Texas, I'm sorry if you're listening. You drive like a fucking asshole. You just do. Nobody in this state uses their horn, though. Everybody's doing 90. Nobody uses their horn. It's hilarious. Like if you go to New York or Chicago or Detroit or, you know, one of those East Coast cities, Boston, fuck. People are using their horns. They're using their horns just for fun. It's not even because you did anything. They just want to honk. It's like they have Asperger's for their car. They just want to make noise. Dallas, not like that. People are like, oh, I'm just going to speed past you and flick you off. I'm not going to honk my horn. Okay. That's fair. You don't have to honk your horn, but I'm going to because I like to. There's the one thing that surprised me about L.A. was uh, obviously everyone knows traffic in L.A. sucks, but you get to use the horn there a little bit. You get to use the horn. It's fun. I was just listening to a little bit of Candace Owens, you know, my daily digest of Candace Owens. Uh, and, you know, she was talking about how, you know, when she was young, she had gone through a traumatic experience and she was just a kid, right? And she was like, we're just kids. We're just kids. We didn't know what we were doing, right? Uh, if you don't know, she went through some, uh, some, you know, harassment, racial harassment, and she talks about how, like, it got blown out of proportion by the news and how, you know, looking back on it, she was like, look, we were, we were adolescents. We were being stupid. Like, what the fuck? And it's just, it's interesting because liberals are so keen to let young people, like young, young people, like 16-year-olds be adults. Like they want them to vote, right? And, uh, you know, they want them to change their genders and stuff like that. And I'm thinking about it from Candace Owens' perspective where she's talking about like, look, we were kids. And I'm like, yeah, if I were voting at 16, What? I voted at 19, and I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I voted for Mitt Romney, right? Exactly. If I were 16 and I were voting, like, what kind of dumb decisions are you going to make? Like, what are you going to vote for that in 15, 20 years you're going to be like, why'd they let me vote at 16? Now, luckily... If you have 16-year-olds who have the right to vote, most of them aren't going to vote. Let's be honest. 
The people 18 to 24 are the least likely to vote. Why would 16-year-olds have way higher voting than, you know, 24-year-olds? Maybe it's because they do it at schools. Maybe they would let them vote at the school. Maybe, perhaps, I don't know. I don't know this legislation. I don't pay attention. Remember, I stopped caring. I saw Biden fall up the stairs and I was like, I'm done. I don't care. Nobody cares anymore. But it is funny to think about a 16-year-old going in the voting booth and just voting based on like the dumbest shit. Like, I don't like the way that this candidate ran a hate ad against this candidate. So I'm going to vote this way. That's my impression of a young Asian boy. That's how they talk. Um, A 16-year-old Asian boy right there. Uh, Now, speaking of Asians, and this is an anti-Asian hate podcast. I love Asians. I think they're the best. Number one. Hands down. We all know that. Most people, best cars, most money. Yeah, number one. Asians are the best. The best, all right? And there was this, uh, this shooting. There have been two shootings, right? Two shootings recently. One of them by a white guy. Shot up some Asians. The other one, they said was a white guy, but oh, it wasn't a white guy. It was actually an Arabic guy who shot up uh, some people in Boulder. I don't even know. No, They didn't report what race he shot up, right? They just reported that Asians got shot at the other one. And look, I'll be honest, man. I'm sure the Asian guy, or sorry, the, the Asian guy. Yeah, the Asian guy, the Syrian guy, technically Asian, right? Kidding. The guy who shot up the Asian salon store probably, probably just got ripped off on a manicure. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. He probably just got ripped off on a manicure. He probably went in for a rub and tug and didn't get the tug of the rub. And there's, that's the rub, right? There's the rub. Whatever Shakespeare says, I don't know. Obviously, I'm kidding. He was clearly just, you know, having a bad day. Just had a bad day, so you shot up a salon, and then you got arrested, and they said you hate Asians, and you had a bad day. (laughs) Well, you had a bad day. But then Ahmad Al-Awisi, Salam, whatever his name was, Ahmad, let's look up his name. Actually, let's get that right, okay? Can we do that? Can we please, please, can we have a little bit of fucking accuracy on the goddamn podcast? Ahmad Al-Aliwi Alisi, sorry. Ahmad Al-Aliwi Alisi. What we know about the Boulder shooter? Well, we know his name is Ahmad Al-Aliwi Alisi. Alisa. Alyssa, his name is Alyssa, okay? He's a transgender, okay? That's what it is. It's Alyssa, all right? Not Ahmad Al-Aliwi. It's just Alyssa. And she was having a bad day, so she shot up King Supers now. Ten people are dead in Boulder, Colorado. Now you had a bad day. 21-year-old suspect who was in custody uh, was released at a news conference... The name was released at a news conference. Sorry. They didn't just release him at a news conference. They're like, hey, he's, he's, we checked him in. It was him here, you know, talk to the press. Uh, they used an AR, uh, what, what, an AR 15 style pistol. What the fuck is that? Modified with an arm brace. So it's not an AR 15 at all, actually. It's a pistol with an arm brace that they called an AR. See, this is CNN. This is where CNN is absolute dog shit. The weapon used in the attack was an AR 15 style 
pistol modified with an arm brace. Okay, so it actually was not at all an AR-15. We just like to use that terminology because we're cunts, all right? We're CNN, everything's an AR-15. In fact, it's a fucking pistol, all right? And they're the ones who think AR stands for assault rifle, by the way. So the fact that they even write this is retarded. They, it's a pistol modified with an arm brace. It's not an AR-15. Jesus Christ. Let's just look up AR-15 pistol. <laughs> it's, it's, oh my God. So it's not an AR-15. It's a, it's a different fucking weapon. Yeah, it's not a, so it's not an, here we go, AR-15 pistol. Can you convert, you can't, it's not even the same, what are we talking about right now? This is not the same, it doesn't look like the same thing. It's not, it doesn't look like a pistol. Maybe I'm just an idiot, maybe. I don't know. Here, let's, let's take a look at what this looks like. All right, here we go. Do 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 Springfield St. Victor 5.56 millimeter AR15 pistol. Okay. $1200. Good thing you got that stimulus check then, right? 121300 $1, $1, right on the dot. Okay, maybe there are AR15 style whatever. Who can fuck CNN anyway. They do make them. Okay. AR15 uh pistol. Okay. They look sweet by the way. I'm not going to lie. They look fucking cool. Yeah, okay, CNN was right. Oh, good for you, CNN. It was an AR-15-style pistol. I know I got mad, but this guy's also white. I'm supposed to believe that. Does he look white? Sort of. Is he white? Nope. His name is Alyssa. He's a woman, okay? It's what it is. Da-da-da, what is he? Wearing tactical or armor? He had a tactical vest. Okay, here we go. It's an AR-556 pistol modified with an arm brace and was also carrying a 9mm handgun. Okay, so that's what he used. They say So it looked like an AR-15, but it was an actual an AR-556 pistol. That's what we're talking about. Okay, just so we know. Just for the gun enthusiasts, so they know that I'm not full of shit, even though I am. Here we go. Further down the article, up top is where they hit you with the black AR-15 like in the second paragraph, they hit you with AR-15. But then if you scroll all the way down, you actually realize it's not an AR. It's an AR-556 pistol. A Ruger AR-556 pistol. It's a different gun. It's not an AR-15. It's different, but you know, whatever. They just like, they like the tags, dude. They dig the tags. And I get it. If you're trying to be shocking, you got to have the tags. You do. I get it. It's okay. You're trying to sell clicks. You're trying to do it. I get it, CNN. You got to be Click News Network. That's what they are. The Click News Network. Brother says he believes suspect was paranoid. You think? He was running around with a fucking bulletproof vest. You know who doesn't do that? Not people paranoid. Non-paranoid people. People who aren't scared. Don't wear those. Okay, that's what it is. Woof. Getting heated. While we're heated, let's go to this week's porn star of the podcast. It is none other than the amazing Sarah Minx. Give it up for Sarah. Sarai Minx. I apologize. Sarai Minx. Sarai Minx. Not a ton of details on here, but I will give you what I can find. Her Instagram is Instagram.com slash the black girl next door. 
Her bio is described as black American, 2,620 pounds, 34 double D, 25, 36. Many tattoos, weed smoker, and a social drinker. She likes the hashtag antisocial socialite. What's up? She's from Miami. She is bisexual. Her eyes are gray. And she's gay. No. Uh, Eyes are gray. Her hair is described as wild. She has uh, 10 plus tattoos, athletic build. Just a smoke show. You know, just a smoke show. And like I said, they don't have a description for her. She's a cancer. She is a cancer. Cancer to your cock, if you know what I'm talking about. She is a cancer. Born in uh, what month? Doesn't say. And I don't know what month cancers are. Here it says she was born in Virginia, but raised in Miami. Uh, She is currently um, ranked number 953. On Pornhub, 4.2 million video views and 14.5 thousand subscribers. She does have the website Sarai, S-A-R-A-I, Minx, M-I-N-X, 305.com. You can go on there. You can subscribe. She's got some uh, some free videos. Um, yeah, I mean, she does have an OnlyFans as well. We'll check that out real quick. Because, again, we like to plug the OnlyFans here. We're a fan of OnlyFans. I don't subscribe to any of them, but you should if you're into a specific chick because that's how they make money, and that's part of capitalism. Oh, her OnlyFans got shut down. Oh, well. Oh, that's sad. Well, if you go on Pornhub.com slash Pornstar slash S-A-R-A-I dash M-I-N-X, you should be on her uh, page, and you can send her a tip on there. So some money available if you want to help her out, right? If you want to help out this chick, also, go watch her videos. July 14th, 1994. Here it says that. Sometimes you got to scour the internet to find different types of information. But, hey, that's what it is, all right? I just scour the internet to figure out what an AR-15 pistol was. But we figured it out, all right? But, uh, yeah, that is uh, this week's porn star of the podcast. She has done pot. She has done porn with Teeny Black, Brown Bunnies, Bang Bros. And, uh, yeah, like I said, porn... Uh, her profile has over a million views as well. So she's amazing. Check her out. That's what I'm saying. All right. 36 double D's. Do you need to hear more than that? I don't think you do. Okay. That is this week's porn star of the podcast, Sarai Minx. One more time for her. I was talking earlier. Uh, I was talking to my girlfriend. We are talking about Cardi B versus uh, Candace Owen. Now, these are both very prominent black women in today's world um, on very opposite sides of the world. Obviously, they're both Americans. They both live in America. But both of them sort of have different fan bases. Let's just say that. I know I was talking about Candace Owens a little bit earlier, but her fan base is pretty conservative. And uh, excuse me, Cardi B's is a little bit more, do you want to say liberal? You could, you could, you could say liberal, um, but they're also different people, right? Like my girlfriend, we were trying to compare the two and we're talking about it and we're talking about like, you know, what, why do they come up in discussion together? Other than their obvious Twitter beef where, you know, apparently Cardi B posted some shit about, you know, Candace Owens' family and she was trying to sue her back for defamation. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Who knows? My point is, why do these two women... You know, why do they clash so much? I think part of it is they are the two most prominent black women in the country. Say what you want. Kamala Harris is vice president, but nobody gives a fuck. It's Cardi B and Candace Owens. It's what it is. Megan Thee Stallion's up there. She might pass Cardi B. 
But for now, I think it's Cardi B and Candace Owens. Those are the two most prominent black women in the country. They represent very different views, ideologies. Obviously, Candace Owens is a bit more of an intellectual to Cardi B's uh, stripper, rapper, former stripper, now turned rapper. I don't know. Uh, but the the dynamic, the the... The roles that they lean into are very different, right? Cardi B leans into being the ratchet girl, whereas Candace Owens leans into being the conservative girl, right? Black girls for both of them. Because I do think the fact that they are black women in today's day and age is part of why they are at the levels that they're at, right? You know, in today's woke age, people are always like, well, we, you know, over time, because of intersectionality and everything, black women have actually faced the brunt of a lot of the racism and sexism in this country. So, they, you know, they're now trying to push black female voices out there. And part of the result of that is Candace Owens. Now, the woke left doesn't like that, but they have to understand they created that by pushing this intersectionality and being like, look, we need to hear from black women. All of a sudden... Black women come out and be like, ah, we don't all think that way. Some of us actually think that way, okay? And Candace Owens is the most prominent, maybe the most prominent black conservative in the country right now. I don't think that's ridiculous to say. It is it is ridiculous to say that. Like, that's insane to think about. The two most prominent black conservatives in the country are Candace Owens and Kanye West. That's hilarious on its own. But Candace Owens, she really is. I mean, she has the biggest following right? She has, she has the biggest audience. People listen to what she has to say. She has the follower. Like she is the number one black conservative voice in this country. I don't think there's any way around that. And then on the flip side of it, when you want to talk about the most powerful, maybe not most powerful, because that would be Oprah, most powerful black woman in Hollywood. But in terms of the most like prominent black woman in Hollywood right now, it's gotta be Cardi B, right? In entertainment. I don't know if she lives in L.A. Uh, I'm sure she has a house in L.A. And I'm sure she has a bigger, bigger pool than Ye. Uh, and look, Ye's pool is nice. Hers is just bigger is what I'm saying. Um, that's a Drake line for those of you who don't know. I'm trying to prove I'm hip, bro. Old song, though. But the woke need, the woke cry for intersectionality to lift black female voices created Candace Owens. It really did. And now they have to deal with it because they try to dismiss her, um, you know, because they don't like what she has to say. But they're stuck in this paradigm of you can't just all out cancel her because she's a black woman. You can't just you can't, what are you going to contribute to the erasure of a black woman? Are you going to do that? Right. Call the bluff. But at the same time, you know. Candace Owens has to understand that she is also benefiting from that wokeism that she fights against. She does make a lot of good points. She is very well-spoken. Those are two big parts. If you want to be big in the conservative movement, those are two of the biggest things you have to be able to do. You have to be able to speak intelligently. Nobody likes a dumb conservative. That's the thing. Nobody likes a dumb, like a dumb liberal. You'll be like, oh, well, we'll just all hang out and be have friends and you all have health care, man. Like that doesn't sound as bad as the dumb conservative who's like, oh, God damn, no, I'm going to take my guns and shit. Like that doesn't fly. You need to be, obviously, you always want to sound educated if you're going to get on TV and do interviews and be political. But on the conservative end, I think it's a little bit more important to do that. So she can, she does that, right? She does that very well. 
and she she um she's very smart, right? A lot of people might say she's not, or she just regurgitates points, which she does do. She does regurgitate points, but the way she does it is in a way that's methodical. It's on point. She doesn't. I mean, other than that Joe Rogan clip where she's talking about climate change. But even in that, when you watch it, she's like, look, I'm not, I don't, climate change is not a thing that I think about a lot. That's not her number one policy priority. So she was like, I don't, like, you can push me on the issue. I don't, I, I, but I don't know much about it. I don't care much about it. That's the only time she really kind of, you know, visibly was like, look, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But she stated that as well. Everything else though, she has an opinion. It's well thought out. Whether or not it's hers, that's up to you to decide. But she spits it out perfectly, just like Cardi B. Are those her lines? Does she have a ghostwriter? Maybe she does. Drake does. Why wouldn't Cardi B, right? But she, she for what you want to say about rappers who use ghostwriters, and I, I am not a fan of ghostwriters. I'm not a fan of using ghostwriters. I want to hear what you've thought of, okay? Still, the ability to spit those bars, impressive, right? The ability of Candace Owens to spit those political bars is impressive, whether or not you think it's her original thoughts, that doesn't matter to me because what she does, she is a talking head. Cardi B is a rapper. Did she write the song? Did she not? Who cares? You know, I'm not going to listen to it, but who cares? Just like I don't listen to everything Candace Owens has to say. She's interesting. I like her. She's different. Big things. Just like Cardi B, different for a rap, right? A whole different, not like there was never a black conservative before Candace Owens or, or a black female conservative or never a black female rapper before Cardi B, right? But the way they do it was just at another level. They took it to another level. So um, that was just an interesting discussion I had had earlier with my girlfriend, and I was thinking about, you know, why those two in particular get so much attention. And it is because, you know, they're good at what they do. You know, they are good at, Cardi B is good at causing controversy and being that antics rapper, kind of like Eminem was. Slim Shady, she's very Slim Shady-esque if you think about it, uh, minus the rap skills, again, not at the same level, but in terms of antics, right, 6 9 does the same thing, antics, and Candace Owens is like, look, I, I'm going to do what Rush Limbaugh did, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to say my points, I'm going to be controversial, but not apologize and not give a shit, and I'm going to do it as a black female, and people are going to be like, fuck, that's different, I got to reckon with that, so, just interesting, it's an interesting time now. And it's, and it's fun to see how, you know, the cultures are still continuing to clash. Conservative, liberal, woke, non-woke, doesn't matter. They're all still, you know, as Dave Rubin would say, going into the marketplace of ideas and clashing it out. And that's the competition that I like. That's, that's the thing about capitalism. Cardi B, Candace Owens can both win in capitalism. And that's what's beautiful about it. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Porn and Capitalism coming out every Saturday morning. Thank you. Have a good weekend.